Welcome to Birds of a Feather, episode 12. We break this episode up into two parts for you guys. The first part, what you're about to listen to, Zach and I discuss all the major topics going over the NFL and the NBA, uh, topics like James Harden, and we also discuss the Philadelphia, our beloved Philadelphia Eagles and their season woes. So you're going to want to stay tuned to episode 12, part one. But next week, we'll be dropping a special bonus episode, episode 12, part two, where Zach and I discuss Trey Young and Steph Curry. But we don't just discuss it, guys. We we get into a pretty heated argument, pretty heated. Some things were said and some furniture had to be moved at the end of the day, you know. So you're going to want to stay tuned for episode 12 part two but without any further ado here is episode 12 part one enjoy the show welcome 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 back to episode 12 of birds of a feather i'm sitting at this eagle table across from my boy my road dog zacchaeus what's popping what does it do people welcome welcome episode 12 you know what i'm saying birds of a feather we're here live and direct coming through your audio and now your visual too yes we got the cameras in the building we're recording yes, this on audio on it. and on video yeah because we do it big over here at birds of a feather uh, you feel me oh i feel you yeah so what do you do bro how's it been man How- welcome back man welcome back to the show welcome back to the podcast room Yes. What did it do, man? I had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was litty. Met the wifey's parents, bro. Oh, yeah. That was lit. First time. That was cool. And her brother. Yeah. That was litty. See, How was your Thanksgiving? Man. With the baby. First Thanksgiving for the baby, facts, bro. Facts. Facts. Had a good time. You know what I'm saying? Feed the baby turkey? Uh, No. Uh, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I didn't feed him anything. <laughs> I didn't feed him anything. And it scared me because my, my, my sister had put a whole fat plate of like all kind of cakes in front of him. And I thought that he was going to grab it and like eat it. And he his did? stomach was going to hurt forever. No. <laughs> forever. He's my man's. So he did it. But guess what though? The Cowboys lost, bro. Yes. They lost to the Bills. And that made my Thanksgiving that much more better. That's what I'm saying, bro. I ate good after that. Yes. Facts. Really good. Facts. But... <laughs> and this is what sucks, man. Like, we was literally, like, at least me, I know ever since week two, I've been talking about how trash the Dolphins are. Like, the Dolphins are historically bad. Ah, they trash. Ah. <laughs> My uncle, like, yo, you ain't worried about this game? I was like, it's the Dolphins. It's no. The Dolphins. I'm no. not worried at all. What? I didn't even think about it, bro. I'm watching the game, like, yo, like, and we got off to a good start. So I'm like, man, we have been trash these boys. <laughs> what? That hurt me, bro. Bro, do you realize the past two seasons, Ryan Fitzpatrick has shredded us, bro. He has shredded us, bro. Yeah, he was with uh, who's we with? Was he with before the Jets, right? No, the bu- Buccaneers, bro. Oh, he was with the Jets before the Bucks. Bro, this man keeps shredding us. The Harvard grad, the beard of a football, bro. It's sad, bro. I know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Aren't we still alive, though? We are. For winning the division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so Which crazy. Is crazy. But, uh, <laughs> that's so crazy. But, I mean, you think about it, right? So, we got Redskins coming up this week. No, I'm sorry. We got Giants coming up Monday. I apologize. Yeah. After that, we got Redskins. Then after that, we got... The Cowboys, don't we? 
No, I want to say we got Giants again, then Cowboys. Our last four games are all divisional games. Because this, this is our first time seeing the Giants this year, right? But, yes. Facts. So, with that being said, yes. So, it goes, it goes Giants, Redskins, Giants, Cowboys. But, now the Cowboys record right now is, what are they now? Five and six. And then they play well, the Bears tonight. The they play the Bears tonight. It's Thursday. Yes. Um, yeah. My, yeah. And I hope they take an L, a yeah, fat Giants, one. Fat Giants, one, just like and LSU. we play the Skins. No, no. Giants, Skins. Then we play the Cowboys. Then we play the Giants again, the last game of the season. So it's Giants, Skins, Cowboys, Giants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we need Giants, to, Skins, Cowboys, Giants. We need to win out. We have to win out. That's the only way. And I can't wait. I'm excited, though. Aren't you excited? Like, we this, lost to the Dolphins. We did. How can you be excited after we lose to one of the worst teams We did. Now? But imagine being Malcolm Jenkins, going home to your dark place, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I just, got, I just lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins. But everything is still in front of me. All I got to do is win my last four divisional, my last four games, that which are all four divisional games. And, if that doesn't give you enough motivation, bro, like if it doesn't give you enough motivation to know that after that badass loss to the, the second worst team in football, to still be in it with the last four games of the season with the ability to win, not only win the last four games of the season, but win the conference and make the playoffs. If that's not enough motivation, bro, like this season – this Philadelphia Eagles team, this locker room situation that we have needs to be blown the hell up. It's motivating, yes, but you're not scared because I'm scared. For real. I'm not scared, bro. I'm not. I'm honestly, because at this point, why? We lost to the Dolphins and you're not scared. Exactly. We just lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Why would I be scared? Because they're trash. And now we're playing some other trash teams, but these trash teams ain't as trash as the Dolphins. We played the trash of all trash. Exactly. And we lost. Which means they can't Which break. Which means they, we're trash of all trash. They can't break my heart anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They can break your heart more. They can't, bro. Like, we they lose they against just, the Giants. They that just lost to the you. Dolphins. So now I know we're, okay, we're. The the good team that I thought we were, no matter what was going on in the beginning of the season, we're not that good of a team, obviously. Or the right. coaches aren't putting up aren't putting us in a position to be great teams. You feel what I'm saying? To be great despite of what's going on, bro. Like we have everything in front of us, bro. It's so crazy for our record to be five and seven, bro, and we still have everything in front of us, bro. All right, we'll go on and win a Super Bowl just like the um, just like the New York Giants did with a nine and seven record and a wild card bird. Facts, y'all heard me. Y'all heard it here first. We'll win it. I'm telling you. But I'm tired. I'm gonna of it, try though. to be positive. I'm gonna try to be optimistic and positive. We de- okay. So here's the thing: we can definitely win these last four games. Like they're winnable games, all four of them. But the last, the last four games have been winnable games too. And we still lost. So who knows? But I'm saying, like, how do you? Everybody should be checking themselves right now. Everybody should be checking their manhood right now. Like, yo, we just lost to the Dolphins. Like, we just lost to the Dolphins, bro. So if it doesn't give you enough motivation, bro, I don't know what will, bro. And I'm watching my listen. If we lose, if we lose to the New York Giants on Monday Night Football on national television, bro, that's that's worse. I'm washing my hands with this. That's season. worse. That's gonna. You said they can't break your heart more. That's gonna break. I your mean, heart. <laughs> I'm saying they can't because I'm. It's like I know that right now we're not a really good team, and I can, like. 
I know I just said <laughs> it's just tough for me seeing us making it extremely far. I would love to make the playoffs and do our thing, but but I would need to see a different team because what yeah. I'm seeing right now, there's no possible way we would be able to do anything once we made the playoffs. But I need to see something different, and I think I will. But like, cause like I said, man, it's a, we 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 are a good team. We do have a good locker room, and we do have a good coaching staff, man. If they just bring it all together, they wake the hell up. If Jim Swartz wakes the hell up, if our DBs on the outside wake the hell up, we might be okay, bro. But we can't be okay that every time we play somebody that has an elite receiver, we get burnt, bro. We can't. Every time we play a team with an elite receiver, that receiver has like 150 yards, Cooks 170 it. yards, bro. We play a team. And our with, defense, the the game, the couple games before that was holding up because they didn't have. You got to think, bro. Those couple games before, they didn't have a crazy, yeah. talented receiver, they bro. They just had crazy, talented quarterbacks. Exactly. And he's like Devontae Parker. He's a really good receiver, bro. He shredded us, bro. Like, he shredded us. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we when we saw Stephon Diggs, he shredded us too. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Julio Jones winning game-winning touchdown on us. Like, you know what I'm saying? The list goes on and on, bro. Every time we see somebody that has a good receiver, our guys get put on ice and it's over with. Like, they were attacking our best DB on the field the whole time. Our best corner on the field, which is Ronald Darby. Well, I hope you're right, Zacchaeus. I hope we can come back if we make the playoffs. We have to, man. I'm hype. We have to. But you know who won't be in the playoffs? Who? Ron Rivera. Damn, Ron. Yeah, you know what's sad about that, though? You know what's sad about that? I know what's sad about it. Everybody says he's a fantastic coach. All the players came out and said it. Like the media, I mean, like the media, you know what I'm saying, portrayed it as him being a fan. Like there was no increments of anything coming out of the locker room, like none of that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, he, I mean. That's sad, bro. That's sad when you have that full support, bro. Yeah, it's because someone needs to get thrown under the bus. Like, and it's typically the coach. Yeah. That just gets thrown under the bus. But he he had a long run with them, and he did nothing. So he did make a Super Bowl, but he didn't win. He didn't win. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a lot. Of, a lot of coaches didn't win the Super Bowl, though, bro. Andy Reid made a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he still hasn't won. Yeah, and they they told him to kick rocks with no socks. Doug Peterson made a Super Bowl and won. My boy. <laughs> Facts. But speaking of the Super Bowl, though, right? So Ron Rivera will be. He said that I will coach again. He said he. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna get. A he job. said he's only going to take about four weeks off. So, do you think somebody's going to pick him up late in the season? Like, do you think somebody's going to fire their coach, i.e., the Dallas Cowboys, and pick up a Ron Rivera towards the end of the season? No. Well, yeah, but not a team like the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I'm, I was just throwing yeah. that name out there. Teams like that team, that are the like coaches on the hot seat, borderline, about to make the playoffs, trying to make some yeah, noise. You can't, you can't, you can't do no major. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I'm not. I, I just said that because first of all, I want to see them fail, and, <laughs> and then on the other side of that, on the other side of that, everybody just keeps talking about Jason Garrett and his job security. But I'm just saying, Ron Rivera, oh, Jason Garrett is done. Ron Rivera been done. Ron Rivera, how long do you see him standing in the NFL? I mean, how how long do you see before he gets another job? Do you think he waits the whole summer, or do you think? Yeah, I think I think it'll. I think the see. I don't think he's gonna get a job this season. Somebody will give him unless, a fresh start. Unless someone picks him up as like an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or something, or like interim that. head coach that yeah. fires one of their yeah. coaches. Yeah, maybe, maybe unless someone does that. But I don't see him getting picked up this season. Um, but I do see him getting picked up over the summer. What definitely. about an offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm okay with I, I, I'm I'm okay with Doug calling our place. 
But you know what? I don't know if I'm okay with that no more. I, I like I'm okay with Doug calling our plays. Because I, I, I still we we haven't been playing good, but I've the Eagles. I think style it's too much is, pressure. Is what I've always liked is that like aggressive style. I like that. I've always been ever since I was young watching NFL. I was like, yo, how come teams don't go for it more? How come teams don't run riskier plays? How come teams don't do these things to play to try to win? And he does that, and I love that. So I want to keep that the way it is. To be honest with you. I mean, I, I love I love his intensity. I love the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he goes for it and he has big balls. But at the end of the day, bro, like, I don't like what I've been seeing lately when it comes to offensive plays. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that it looks like we can't move the football. True. You know what I'm saying? So I, I honestly feel like for Doug, he's under too much pressure, bro. It's too much pressure to be a head coach of a football team and the offensive coordinator, bro. Yeah. I think that's a lot. You feel what I'm saying? Because... As the head coach, bro, you're responsible for everything, bro. Offense, defense, special teams, bro. Not only that, but you got, you know what I'm saying, scouts and this and that. And all, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. all kind of shit going on, bro. Like, you trying to build a whole picture that you have in your mind, bro. Yeah. That shit's tough. And it's tough, like, when everybody's saying your offense sucks. Your offense sucks. So now you probably sitting in your dark room really honestly focused on how to make your offense better. And you forgetting about your defense and your DBs out there getting burnt. Our defense, our de- I like our defensive coordinator. I don't like the players we have. We need to get better defense. We need to get players that are better in the defense. I just feel like with our scheme, with our scheme, we need bigger, bigger corners, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. bro, if you're going to leave them out on the island, bro, they they can't be out there getting mossed all the time, bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense, bro. Like, you but we're to- talking about Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera got fired. How do we get back on the Eagles? I know. <laughs> I'm just so upset. We'll be talking right? about Melo. Melo might like the Eagles. Anyway, <laughs> the Eagles play this week. <laughs> but yeah, Ron, though, my boy. I'm sorry you lost your job. From what the players say, you didn't deserve to lose your job. But hey, you can always come on the show when you're off time. Yeah. And give us a sneak peek as to some of the things you might bring to your next team next year. You Who's going to be his next team? You got teams like the Giants? No, they're close. This is his first year. He's not going nowhere. And he has a rookie quarterback. Not going nowhere. You got teams like the Browns. Freddie Kitchens, uh, they've been winning like the past two weeks, right? Two weeks. You got teams like the Cowboys, like you said. Cowboys. Because they need to get rid of them. I I hope I pray. Actually, I don't want to see him on a Cowboys. I think he's a good coach. I don't want to see him on a Cowboys. Jason Garrett? No, not Jason Garrett. Ron Rivera? Rivera. I don't want to see him on a Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Especially so, the talent that they already have on their roster. Yeah, he's definitely going to get picked up. I think, be he'll, right. I think it'll be a coordinator position, though. I think it'll be a coordinator. He's going to be a head coach. You talking about coordinator this season? Still no, this season I'm or next season? About even next season, he might be a coordinator. Nah, bro, he's going to be a head coach, bro. Because there's other coaches that's still out there, too. Mike McCarthy's out there. You forgot about him yeah. just because he's been out for a year. Yeah. Green Bay Packers ex-coach. Like, There's coaches that are out there, bro. I think he might be a coordinator. Though. That's his best bet. And I think they're going to try to go get some of these coaches from college, too, because everybody's on that wave, which makes no sense to me. But, hey, the college game and NFL game are going to look the same. Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, I'm not with that because we did that, and it turned out horrible. But <laughs> listen, <A> tragedy. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody, bro. <laughs> I wish the Cowboys. Facts. The Cowboys. <laughs> The Cowboys can get it, though, for real. But speaking of college, though, what about uh, LSU? Oh my my boys. You know I had to take a second to talk about my boys, man. He this the, week. He got, he got the tiger on his hat. You see that? 
You see that? Listen, 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 listen. This week we're playing the UGA Bulldogs, bro. And I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to hand the state of Georgia another loss, bro. Shout out to Joe Burrow. Shout out to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Shout out to Jamar Chase. Shout out to uh shout out to uh Justin game? Jefferson. When shout out game? to Grant Delpit. When is that game? Uh Saturday, 4 p.m. Shout out to Patrick Queen. Shout out to Claymont Chase on. You feel what I'm saying? That's gonna be a good game. That's what I'm saying, bro. Aren't they, okay, so they're both in the playoffs, right? Jo- uh, right the now, in the playoffs currently, right now, right? currently. So right now, the top four is obviously Ohio State at one, which I don't agree with at all whatsoever, especially after what we just did at Texas A&M last weekend. Um, LSU at two, Clemson at three, and Georgia at four. Now, what's so crazy? So I'm gonna paint a couple pictures for you guys that that's been paying that's been paying attention or have not been paying attention. So. Alabama lost two games. Alabama's out, bro. There's no way they're going to be able to make it back into the top four. All right. So now you have all these, you have room for all these other teams and all this crazy stuff to happen this weekend. So you have a a five C, no, a six C Utah, right? Because Alabama was at five. Mm-hmm. So you had a six C Utah that basically has one loss that can basically potentially jump into the top four if we mess around and beat Georgia this weekend. So if we met, if we beat Georgia this weekend, now to make Georgia a two-loss team, Georgia now drops out. So now Alabama and Georgia are out of the playoffs. So now you got teams like a one-loss Oklahoma who has a Big 12 championship this weekend against a one-loss Baylor. Then you got a team like a one-loss Utah who has a um a, a Pac-12, cha- I mean, a, what is it? A big, no. They're in the Pac-12, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got a Pac-12 championship with uh, Utah and Oregon. Which is a 13 ranked Oregon team, which has no, which can't make it into the playoffs at all. Yeah. And then, so it's like, you got all which these teams. Crazy. Yeah. Like, you got all these teams right now, bro, that honestly has a chance. And the one, the one game that really can make a big difference this weekend is Georgia LSU. But LSU has to win, though. Okay. But here's the thing if LSU loses, they're still going to be in the playoffs, right? Facts. And if Georgia loses, they're still going to be in the playoffs. No. No, they're not. If Georgia loses, that'll be a two-loss Georgia team. Oh, two-loss. Okay, 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 okay. If LSU loses, that'll be a one-loss LSU team that lost to that lost a championship so, game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they'll still be in. Well, the flawed college football playoff. This rating. is excited, though. It's finally some excitement, though. Like, yeah, that's true. It's Cause, finally cause some Alabama's excitement. not in there because so Alabama's not like, in there. Oh, okay, you know cool. what I'm saying? So now it's like, okay, well, yeah. and now you got a one-loss four seed that might potentially lose this weekend. So now it's like, damn. Well, you got now you got who's who's ranked at six? Who's ranked at seven? Like they might jump in. They got championship games this weekend. It's gonna be big. But I wanted to say, shout out LSU. Shout out my boys. Listen, y'all boys are ready for this weekend, man. I don't care what nobody says, man. I'm ready for y'all to go out and shock the world again so we can get ready for these playoffs so we can do our thug thizzle, man. You feel me? I'm picking the Bulldogs. Go Tigers. Bro, what? Yeah. You're disrespectful, bro. Just because, just to go against you, so I'm picking the Bulldogs. Plus, we live in uh, in the state of Georgia, so? I would like to see the state of Georgia mad on Monday morning. <laughs> yes, facts. I would love that. Just like when we kicked them out of the playoffs and I wore my Eagles stuff to work. Everybody that came to work was like, yo, what? Your Eagles? Yes. Savage. <laughs> yes. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. But um, last last thing, though, right? Speaking speaking of playoffs, do you think the Patriots are going to do something in the playoffs for real? Yes. Uh, the... 
playoff football and playoff basketball is a whole nother league. We I, all know that. I understand that. I so understand that. I feel like Tom Brady and the Belichick will come together and be like, look at each other in the eyes and go, let's just do it again and kill it. No. I oppose that. I can tell you why whenever you're ready. Well, let me say this. Years and years I've heard this about the Patriots. Some years they're playing really good, but they're kind of falling off. And teams are like, oh, the Patriots don't have it this year. The Patriots don't have it this year. And what happens? Oh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Patriots in up. Oh, they won. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. You can't write off that team with their players and their coach and their cheating habits. You just can never write them off. <laughs> their cheating habits. You're such an asshole. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Listen, <laughs> this is how I feel. The AFC this year is loaded, bro. Yeah. From top to bottom. Um, I don't see them beating the Patriots. I mean, I, the Patriots, I don't see the Patriots beating the Patriots. No. I don't see them beating the Ravens. Hard to see them beating the Chiefs. Think hard, the Chiefs. hard for me to see them beating the Texans again. The Ravens, yeah. Those other teams, no. Bro, want me to tell you why, bro? Go ahead. Tom Brady, bro, does ha- he has no weapons at all whatsoever, bro. He has no weapons on the outside, bro. And Julian Edelman, like, he can't be a really go-to weapon like that, bro. Why not? Because, bro, he's not that, like, he's good, but he's not a number one, like, a, just a dead-eye number one, bro. That's not him. With that QB, he is. No, he's not, bro. You can't be a slot receiver. You're primarily a slot receiver and be a number one a number one target, bro, and impact the game. You can't do that unless you have something else that can take some of the attention away from you, bro. You're not just going to kill the seam, kill the seam, kill the seam, kill slants, kill slants, kill slants all game long, bro. It doesn't work like that. Seems That's like why. Listen, it was a recording. It was a recording on Sunday with Tom Brady yelling at his receivers, telling him, "Listen, guys, you guys have to be faster. You have to be stronger. You have to be more explosive." That is, those are the exact words that he told his receivers on Sunday on the sideline, bro. So, so you just think I'm not out there doing going hard? <laughs> you just think I'm not out there running my routes to the fastest, to the best of my ability? You just think I'm out here just bullshit, huh? Because I'm because I'm getting paid the kind of money you getting paid. No, bro. All these receivers are probably like third round, fourth round picks. First of all, they're not getting paid hella money other than Julian Element. Everybody else is just like, yo, like. You think I'm not out here busting my ass trying yeah, to make a name for myself in the NFL? Like, bro, they are like, he's going into panic mode, bro. Bro, you cannot write off the Patriots. I'm not you saying You can never write, them off. write off the Spurs, even though they're playing bad. Never write off the Patriots. Never write off the Spurs. Never write off these dynasties, these sports dynasties. So, yeah, I want to write them off. I hate the Patriots. I hate the Cowboys more than it's the Patriots. But you can't, bro. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to write this team off. I'm not going to do it. They'll be. Are they going to make the playoffs? Yes. Yes. And once they make the playoffs, there's no telling. Ain't no telling. No telling. Ain't no telling. And Tom Brady will be back next year? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Tom Brady hater, though. I am. I don't know why. Does he play for the Eagles? No, but how then I hate him. How dare you disrespect greatness, though? Anyway, switching gears here, 
Moving Stop o- disrespecting greatness. Moving, <laughs> moving over to the NBA. We got some huge stories in the NBA. Huge man. stories, but something I actually wanted to talk to you about. Uh, we might need to do some research on this, but I want to touch on it a little bit. How do you feel about these? Uh, how do you feel about the um, the challenge rule in the NBA? What are your thoughts on that? You know about it? Yeah, of course I know about it. How do you feel about it? I think that it's pointless, to be honest. Um, Why? Because, bro, like, they're not even reversing these calls, bro. Like, this blatant stuff that's happening, bro, like, they're not even reversing it, bro. They're not doing anything. Like, and people are selling stuff, bro. Like, they're selling, like, these fouls and all that shit. Like, people are selling it, bro. And I'm just, like, it's no point, bro. Just let basketball be basketball, bro. You like the old days of basketball, bro, where you can rough people up, bro. You can do the things you needed to do, bro. You can carry a little bit. You might do whatever you need to do, but it doesn't take away from the product that they put on the court, bro. Yeah. The passion, the intensity that they play with that we don't see anymore, which is why NBA ratings are down 20% this year. Um. I don't like it because it, so it's weird. Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers just said this. He's he hates the rule because he's like a lot of times they don't even overturn anything. That's what I'm saying. Like they won't even overturn anything because they don't want to be wrong. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? That's a b a point that my I was when I was back home I was talking to my dad about it, and my dad hates it because he's like, if you use it, you lose it, which sucks. Because in football, like, you get two, right? Right. But if you win both, you get to keep one, right? What do you mean? When, like, you don't always throw both, though. You don't always throw both, but if you do throw both. But if both, you win the challenge, you get to keep the challenge. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's not like that in NBA. Oh. You use it, that's it. <laughs> it's gone. You win it, but all right. Like, I, like that's trash. Because what I told my dad is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to the end of the game and use it then. Like, I'm not going to use it six minutes left to go in the fourth. Like, why would I use it then? Or why would you even use it in the first two quarters? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to use it. When the game's on the line. When the game's on the line. Because it's not like football, whereas one score in the second quarter could be deciding the game. It could be. You know what I mean? So that's why they use them. In basketball, one foul called in the second quarter when it's 48-52 – one wrong I'm not going to use it then it's like all right, y'all take that nutty call I'm going to hold on to it and to wait till three minutes left in the game two minutes left in the game when something crazy happens it's a tight game then I'm going to go ahead and throw it you know what I'm saying I mean I don't know I mean that's a fact but like I said I I just I think they need to take it away period just because like like you said first of all they're not winning and secondly like bro it, it just takes away from the game like I'm tired of like I'm just I just want people to play basketball yeah you know what I'm saying just like when they first introduced the whole can't hit people up high no more and stuff in football, like, yeah. bro, like, you're taking away the product that people are putting on the field. That's why ratings are down. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, the, the NBA, the, I mean, I love, you know, this is a sports podcast, so we obviously love our sports. We love our teams. But the NBA and the NFL, along with the rest of the country, just got soft, bro. Like, so the soft. NBA and the NFL, is, you can't do – Nothing, bro. I was watching my Sixers and Joel Embiid. Uh, they were playing the Indiana, Indiana, the Indiana Pacers, and Joel Embiid fouled Sabonis. And when he fouled him, he literally hit the ball both times, but he kind of came over his back. 
and hit the ball with both hands. Hit the ball. Boom. But Sabonis, he thought Sabonis kind of hard because he's a big dude. Sabonis hit the ground. They said, oh, we're going to go look at it to see if it's a flagrant. And I'm thinking, nah, no way it's a flagrant because it was a hard foul, but he hit the ball. Like, it wasn't like he was trying to take bull out. You know what right. I mean? They called a flagrant one. I'm like, what? Just because probably the intensity of the hit, though, bro, probably looked vicious. It doesn't matter. The hit was kind of tough. It wasn't even nothing crazy, but he hit the ball. Like, he was going for the ball. It's supposed to be, It's. I think the rule is, like, not going for the ball and unnecessary, unnecessarily rough or follow through or something like that. Something weird. Something mm-hmm. arbitrary. Something like that. And he followed through, but he hit all ball. But his his arms got like the shoulder and the, and the stuff part, and it was hard, yeah. But he blocked shots hard. That's how it is. This is why teams don't even want to play defense. If I play too close defense, y'all gonna call flagrant, and I'm gonna get fined. These players come off the bench can't can't afford those fines. Joel and B can. Yeah, for now, bro. Didn't Joel and B just score zero points? Facts. Happens, he did. It happens. It does. To who? To people. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Joel right now. Anyway, getting back to it. Um, did you see? Uh, well, first, let, let, let's dive into these refs, these NBA refs, a little bit more since we talk about challenges. First, let's talk about the James Harden thing. Did you see James Harden on a breakaway? Yam it. But it went through the hoop, flipped back up on top of the rim, and then bounced off the rim. Bro. And then they say no basket? They said no basket. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but the ball went through the hoop. <laughs> the ball went through the hoop, came out of the net. It didn't go in and rim. It didn't go in and, and it went through. Through, yeah, and, and flipped back up on back the top. Up. And they said no, no basket. basket. Well, listen, what was weird was James Harden's reaction after. Did you see that? Like, James Harden dunked it, and then when he saw it bounce off the rim, he went after it like it didn't go through. Because he probably knew Because he rule. didn't know. No, 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 he didn't know. Oh, he didn't. He, at first, he didn't know. And then when they picked it up, he was like, uh, because he saw the players on the bench. I was like, nah, that went in. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, that went in. But I don't think he helped his case by going after the ball. Because he dunked it. Looked back, saw it bounce off the rim, and then ran for it like he missed it. You know what I'm saying? If you saw the game. It was weird. But I saw, I saw the call. I didn't see the game, but I saw the call, though. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, but, what the hell? So what they say the rule is it's a basket when the ball obviously goes through the hoop and clears the net. It has to clear the net. So the weird thing about that is is it went. It was in the net when it wrapped back around. <laughs> It was in the net when it wrapped back around to the top of the rim. So, question. What happened if it went in, rimmed, and went back in again? It's one basket. Oh. Thought maybe it would get four points. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have to take the ball out of bounds if it, out of bounds if it went in. Oh, yeah, that's the facts. rule. Yeah. But, yeah, so but that's hor- what they were saying. But, but horrible, horrible calls, though. We're like... How did like what? Yeah, it's it's weird. But but then the but then a representative from the NBA or somebody in the NBA said, well, it did clear the net. But when it cleared the net, it was it went back to the top of the rim. Yeah, flipped back out. Flipped like back it up. went all the way through the net. Like it's not, bro. If for it to come out the way it did, that means it went through. It the went net. through. They just didn't see it. 
Here, and here's another thing, too. They watched the video. Yeah, but here's another thing, too. If I'm dunking, in what world could I dunk the ball that hard and it just bounce on the rim that light and roll off? It's like, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it would bounce. Yeah, like if you dunked it. Even if you missed it, it would. It would bounce away. Yeah. It wouldn't just just bounce on the rim like you shot a jump <laughs> shot, like a touch shot, and then roll off easy like that. Like That's clearly crazy. it went through. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That was weird. And then, and then James, or not James Harden, LeBron James against Utah the other night. <laughs> the worst miss in history. That was the worst missed call in history, bro. <laughs> Yo, how do you miss that? And then the ref was right there. Like the ref was like walking up. No, no, no. He had to not para- be paying attention to the game. Like he had to have, he probably saw that Utah was getting their ass smacked. But his head. His head was facing towards LeBron. That's what was confusing to me. Like, he was walking up. You know how they jog up parallel yeah. with the point guard? Yeah. He, LeBron started walking up once he got over half court, and he started walking parallel to LeBron. And then LeBron just pick, picks the ball like this, takes three steps. Well, he took two. But it was, it, okay, it was a travel. It definitely was a travel. And it was a palm. It was definitely a palm. Because like, he, he, he had the ball. He yeah. held the ball like this. Bro, he it makes, it, it, like, for you, okay. For them to call some of the stuff that they do call and then miss obvious blatant calls like that, yeah. it makes no sense. It like, doesn't. There needs to be some. They need to be held to some kind of accountability for stuff like that. Like you know what I'm saying? For refs, they do, they but do. they don't though. But they don't like no, you don't. What do you hear about these refs getting no, fired? They, they do getting crazy fines. But that's the key, is what you said. They do, but it's not in the public eye. That's what players don't like. Like if something happens to. Um, James Harden, if he gets fined, like we all gonna know, we gonna know how much he got fined. We gonna know when he gotta pay it. We right. gonna know what he did. We gonna have plenty of video. We we'll know what it. color to check is. Yeah, we gonna know. We gonna know all that. Right. But if something happens to the refs, if they get disciplined for something, you can't say nothing. It can't get released. You have to keep it on the hush. You can't say nothing. If an NBA player is like, oh, uh, that game was officiated bad, thirty thousand dollar fine. It's like, I can't say nothing? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's why I don't like. That's what's trap. They're grown men just like these guys are. But I guess the refs protect the integrity of the game. I guess. That's what they say. So it's like, why come at the people that's actually trying to protect the game and make sure it's fair for everybody? I guess Here's, that's what they're trying to paint. Here's another thing that's true. These games happen so fast. And... I know I've been watching basketball my whole life, and certain stuff I can't even see. It happened so quick, I can't even pick up on it. But the refs do, and they get it right. So what a lot of people do they say, get it right, or do they do they <laughs> do they be doing that thing that you was talking about earlier today? Do they have those meetings, uh, and they'd be like, "Yo, so all right, so today we're gonna pay attention to this and watch them take an L." <laughs> like what? It makes no sense. So Brandon, no, what, what? What? Well, hold on. What they so what they said is. Re- when they get it wrong, it's highlighted more. Right. But they get it right more than they get it wrong. It's one of those things where if you're doing your job the correct way, it's not talked about because that's what you're supposed to do. It's what your expectations are. You're supposed to do your job the right way. It's those few times where you mess up that's like, oh, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? It's just horrible. Just horrible, 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 man. Horrible, horrible NBA refs. Horrible NFL refs. All the refs are bad except the refs in golf. Well, <laughs> do golf have refs? Question of the day: Does golf have refs? Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. That's a ex-ref. Ex-ref who got in trouble for gambling. 
He was betting on NBA games. He was also betting on games that he refed. So he got in some trouble for it, but um, he served his time. He did whatever the court and whatever everybody said. He got fired from being a ref, all that stuff. So he's discussing what happened now. And he was on a podcast um, a few weeks ago talking about it. And I thought it was very interesting. So they pretty much was like, all right, give us the details. What's going on, man? Like, what'd you do? How'd you do it? Talk to us. They pretty much asked him point blank. Did you, obviously the question everyone wants to know, did you specifically make calls for the team that you're betting for and against the team that you're betting against? Did you specifically make calls for it? He claims, no, I did not. Not once. And they were like, okay, well then why did you bet on games that you were refing? And he talks about what happens with the refs. So he says pretty much before games and after games, uh, refs have meetings talking about uh, the teams that they're refing against and things they need to look out for and things that other refs have missed over the past 82 games of the season, whatever the playoffs. And they talk about the specific players and different things that they do and whatnot. So he would go into those meetings. They would focus on one thing. Let's say, I don't know, um, Kobe. They say, okay, when Kobe drives right, he always pushes off with the left every time he drives right. Like, we need to keep up with this. So now... Tim Donnie and Hithead is like, okay, if we're going to focus on making those calls against Kobe, Kobe's not going to be as aggressive, A. Kobe may get in foul trouble, B. Kobe's not going to score as many points. If Kobe's not scoring for the Lakers, then they're probably not going to win. So he would take that knowledge, tell his book, well, his friend who was doing it, and his they had a bookie, you know, how gambling world works. They had a bookie, and they would put the game in, oh, I'm going to pick um, – the Lakers or minus nine or whatever whatever it is. They're going to pick the Lakers for the over or the under or whatever. Probably pick the under if Kobe's not scoring. And it would work out for him. So that's what he would do. Now, he said technically it's not illegal. It's not illegal. He didn't do anything. Well, at the time, sports gambling was illegal. So that aspect is illegal. Definitely. But what he did wasn't right, but it technically wasn't wrong. Because these meetings are going to happen no matter what. He's not in there like, oh, I picked the Lakers, so they play the Nuggets, so let's just get Carmelo in foul trouble. Like, he wasn't in there doing that. He was just in there taking the knowledge that they all came to, which the NBA gave him, focus on this, focus on this. The refs met each other. They said, you know what? We need to focus on these two things. And he said, okay, we're focusing on that. Okay. <laughs> he called his boy, bet against his team because this is what's going on. How did, how did he even get caught, though? His boy must have folded. Yeah, I forgot how he got caught. His boy must be like, yo, bro, you ain't been breaking me off the right amount of money. It's over with. Yeah. Anyways, if the refs are still doing that to this day, that's sad, bro. That's sad for the NBA. It's sad for sports. It's sad for sports. Maybe we need robots. In sports, refs. bro, in sports, gambling is legal now. So now it's kind of really hairy. Bro, and then he also. An athlete, so a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals uh-huh. just got in trouble for betting last week. Just got in trouble for betting. He, for, he was for on what? injured for, reserve. For his? Yes, and he actually betted on one of his games, on one of their games. He's a player, though. Which makes it even worse. Well, yeah, but he... Did he <laughs> oh, oh, the pick's coming. Uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> you guys thought. Game's over. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No, I'm Dude, talking about the, he bet against himself? Is what you're I don't saying? know. I don't know if he bet against himself. But that's what I'm talking I'm about. They, they said he betted a game. That he played in. Okay, but if you, but if, if you bet a game that you're playing, but you're betting for yourself, 
I bet that I'm gonna drop fifty. It's like, dang, bro, go do your thing. You're a dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what did he bet? But no, it's still wrong. Though it is still wrong. Like, you can't be. Let, let me see. I can look it up real quick and tell you exactly. What but also, let me tell you what else Tim Donahue said. Tim Donahue said that he goes. He they asked him point blank, like, do you think like your story made NBA fans worried and t- players were worried, like, oh, the NBA is rigged. They asked Tim Donahue, like, yo, like, do you think the NBA is rigged? And Tim Donahue said, yeah. And they're like, what? Why? He goes, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. He said this recently. He said this recently. He said, I know that back in the 90s, there was refs that were on big time local mobsters payrolls. NBA refs that were on big time mobsters payrolls. He said he knows that for a fact. What? Then you go back and think about all these different games, like um, the Celtics games. Celtics games. You think about the Irish mob was in Boston. <laughs> the hags. Larry Bird was under the knife, bro. He had to go out and drop that many points every night. <laughs> His bookie was coming after him, breaking ankles. <laughs> but nah. But you, you think about like all these badly refed games. Oh, I, I got to tell the story I told you about him. What he said about Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson is the best player ever, bro. Listen. His name is Josh Shaw. All uh-huh. right. Shaw was suspended until the conclusion of the 2020 NFL season. Could also have his contract terminated, according to terminology for the NFL collective bargaining agreement. So, let's see. What did he exactly, exactly bet? Let's see. This weekend. Betting on NFL games on multiple occasions this season. Saved by Roger Goodell. Las Vegas. Okay, so ESPN reported Shaw bet on games in Las Vegas, including the Cardinals contest last month. The NFL said his investigation found no evidence the defensive back utilized inside information when placing the wagers. The league also cleared Cardinals players and staff from any wrongdoing, claiming the team was no one was aware of Shaw's betting. Hmm. Now, is that is that there must be some code of conduct thing that they have to sign for the NFL that says they can't bet? Of course. Okay. So it, it it tells you exactly which one it violated. He violated the integrity of the game. <laughs> Guideline number fifteen, page two sixty five. Look it up, quick, quick. He violated it. And that guideline states: if a player is found guilty of participating in activities such as placing bets on NFL games or any other form of conduct reasonably judged by the league commissioner to be detrimental. To the NFL, the league has the right to fine a player in a reasonable amount to suspend a player for a period certain certain or indefinitely or to terminate his contract. Damn. So basically, bro. They can decide on what they want to do pretty much. Like I said, bro, games on the line, Super Bowl, you out there, they pick the they picked you guys to win the game. All right. You they picked you guys to win the game. And then Tom Brady is throwing a pick your way. You're about to seal the deal. And then you're like, that's if you bet against yourself. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, you bet. Against, I'm sorry. I'm just it's probably easier to do that though. But yeah, yeah like, it's easier to blow a game than it is to win one by yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go out here and blow it. <laughs> they think we're the Patriots and we're gonna win, but we about to go out here and blow it. Tom Brady gonna throw me the ball with the game on the line. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm a Nelson Aguilar that ball. My, <laughs> I'm gonna try to catch it like this. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and win my two mil. 
plus take my game check. So. I would be hurt, though. I would be hurt. But speaking of betting and betting on yourself, bro, how about my boy Melo, bro? That's how you bet on yourself, bro. Bro, you was just out here trashing him the other week. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he ain't going to be no difference maker. Nah, bro. I don't know why they did that. He ain't going to be no difference maker. One week later, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's because, bro, I'm just speaking facts, though. I've I seen him hoop. He won Western Conference Player of the Week. I mean, he was going crazy. Yeah, he's been, but he's been playing. Can he keep it up? Yeah, why not? What, are you? How do you know that? Because he's hungry, bro. He wants to be in this league. When you're hungry you want to be in the league, you're going to keep it up. We'll see. He hungry, bro. He's hungry. We'll see. How much did he average last week? Uh, I don't know how much he averaged. I can look it up real quick. Um, I know he had a couple of 25, 26-point games in there back-to-back. He's been working on these which, games. Which Crazy. is really good for a player that's been off. He didn't even make shots fall. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really good. Like, that's pretty good. But real quick, getting back to the ref, I want to tell the story about Allen Iverson. What happened? So Tim Donahue also said, because uh, on the podcast he went on, the guys that were hosting it asked him, they said, hey, like, have you guys ever went in and, like, targeted a player or targeted a team? And he said, yeah, they did that, which is crazy. He said he remembers one specific instance was Allen Iverson. He said, um... Uh, this was in, I guess, the mid-2000s or something like that. AI had threatened one other ref a game or two before, and the NBA found out about it. They fined him $25,000, which is nothing to AI and these players that make millions. So in the pregame meeting, the refs came together and said, yo, that's not fair that they fined him twenty five. Like they sh- He should have got suspended. He should have got more and more and more. They were like, yeah, 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 what are we going to do? They said, hey, let's get back at him at this game. They said, yeah, what are we going to do? They were like, all right, let's just call <laughs> palming violations because he be palming. We don't be calling it. Let's call it this game. So it was like, all right. So they go out. And that. And by the way, that game he bet on. <laughs> he bet on that game. He goes out. They called like a bunch. He said he, they called a few palming violations in the first half. Like, And he, uh, Allen Iverson came over to him doing, um, I guess, a timeout or doing somebody shooting free throws. He came over to him and said, yo, how long y'all going to do this to me all game? How long y'all going to do this to me? And Tom Donahue he turned to him and said, do what? And AI looked at him and said, you know what I'm talking about. And Tim Donahue said he smiled and walked away. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's grimy, bro. But, but, maybe, but maybe it was more like – Maybe Allen Iverson's thought process was like, all right, these guys are just coming at me because I just came at their band of brothers over there, their other ref. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he didn't really think about the whole aspect of, oh, I'm just going to call Palmin because basically we're trying to get back at him. I think it was just like, bro, so y'all just going to be on me? like It doesn't matter. That's still shit. trash. You should, still shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, bro, but shit, like, I don't know, bro. Each, I feel like refs, they're, they're human, bro. So what? They have their vendettas against somebody. If if LeBron James came and cussed you out and you were a ref, next time you saw him, you're probably going to call a couple more calls. On no, I'm not. You're not? You're going to be like, oh. It's all about ethics. Lies. I'm you not going to do that. You wouldn't be doing that, bro. You wouldn't do that. Let me tell the viewers out there a little story. Once upon a time, I worked for a company. That company shall remain nameless. I had a direct report. That direct report sits across the table from me right now. His name is Zacchaeus. <laughs> this man showed so much favor to other employees, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was outrageous. Outside of work, my boy, at work, you suck. 
I just took it on the chin, ate it like a soldier, kept it pushing. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong with this man, though, man. But look, yeah, so... um. <laughs> You know what's crazy though? And I'm gonna speak of somebody that, that definitely uh when you're speaking of employers who needs a new job or needs to at least have a pay deduction. <laughs> Chris has poor Zingas, bro. Fat, remember the fat contract he just signed with Dallas, bro? Like, what are you doing to help your man Luca? Luca, who's been carrying the team on his back. Bro, Luca is like Luca, bro. Luca is Luca, bro. Like he's out there doing his own thing at his own pace, but balling, hooping. Let's look up Kristaps' number so far. But you do, you have to keep in mind, like I told you before, that he just got back from being. What was he a year? He wasn't two years. I think he was just. A I'm year not old. hearing that, bro. Because wasn't reports coming out of New York that he was upset that New York was keeping him back from playing because he was ready to go? Is that not part of the reason why he wanted to get out of New York so bad? Let's be real. It doesn't oh, matter, bro. It does matter. The game is fast. It does matter. It matters, man. The game is quick. The game is fast. And when you're all for a year, you need time to come back. But I'm not going to lie, though. They're young. They're both young. Um, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, Chris Tasporzingas is no bum. I mean, he's still doing his thing. I mean, he's still balling a little above average. But at the end of the day, like, damn, bro. Like, right now, just imagine if you were playing at the level that Luca was playing at. Like, you guys would be right at the top of the Western Conference, right at the top of the Western Conference right now, yeah. competing with the Lakers and the, the Rockets and everybody else up there that's trying to compete for a championship. If he had some help, because obviously y'all have a good young bench, y'all have a good young team, bro. Yeah. Like one thing about Mark Cuban is he's always had like a good team from top to bottom. Because he wants to win. He he always wants to win, and he'll pay to win. Facts. Period. He doesn't care. He's averaging so far sixteen points, eight rebounds, one assist. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Chris Afford, he should at least be averaging a dub. Yeah. At least. Yeah, that's facts. At least 20 and 10 as a seven-footer. Come on, bro. I think they'll be fine, though. I think they'll be fine. I think, yo, I honestly think Dallas is going to be a really good team that people are sleeping on. No, I'm not asleep on that good young team. I'm not sleep on them. I'm not. I don't think it'll be this year. I think they will make a run in the I'm playoffs. Ta- yeah, that's what I'm, I'm talking about this year. Yeah, I, I think they'll make a run, but I don't think like Western Conference Finals. No, I don't see them playing in the Western Conference Finals. But I think, do I think the semis? Yeah. I can see them making it to the semis. Yeah, 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 I can see them getting in there. Yeah. Well, like, well, like I said, like Chris Stapps is going to have to step up, and Luca's going to have to keep up this level of play, and they're going to have to have somebody else that's going to step up off the bench. Maybe a Jalen Brunson. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a, 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 a Justin Jackson. Well, uh, who's, who's actually been stepping up a little bit though? Justin Jackson's been stepping up though. Yeah, they're, they're all them, them, them guys over there is playing really good together. Yeah, they're actually playing fact. really good. Utah's um, playing good too. Utah's playing good. Your team is We're playing, playing pretty good. <laughs> We're playing great. Let's no, no, put no, that I, in I there. was actually I wasn't actually talking about Boston. I forgot about Boston's actually your team, but I was talking about the team that you've been hype on since camp, the Indiana Pacers. Oh, they've actually been playing pretty good too. I told you they was going to be straight though, and still no John Wall. Oh, not John Wall. Still no Victor Oladipo. That's what I'm saying. But you got a good young. Old, he's an old soul. He reminds me of uh, fuck, what's his name, bro? Miller. Remember him, bro? Oh yeah. Point guard. What's he played it? for the Nuggets. Played for the Sixers. Yes. Andre Miller. Andre Miller, my man. You know that's that's exactly who um, I love. Andre Miller, man. Bro, that's exactly what Malcolm Brogdon reminds me of, bro. 
Andre Miller with a little more with a little more athletic. Yeah, a little, little more athletic. athletic. Yeah, yeah, he's quicker. But well, I mean, when Andre Miller was younger, he was quicker. So, but that floor, like he he was so slow. He's ahead but still. Cause yeah, like they were always basketball ahead, smarts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. smarts. And Malcolm Brogdon, basketball smarts. He's ahead, bro. He sees. You know what I'm saying? Right now, Indiana is number six in the East with 14 wins and seven losses. 14 and seven. They're above 500, so they're they're with no good. with no Victor Oladipo though. With no Victor Oladipo. You feel me? Yeah. You feel me? Uh, number one in the East is who? Milwaukee. Giannis. Nobody cares, bro. Number two is the Celtics. Number three, actually, who's surprising me? We were actually number one in the East, too. Toronto is number three in the East. They are surprising me, though. They're surprising me. Because I remember I washed my hands with them as soon as Kawhi left. I didn't, yo, remember if you, what I said? I didn't even think they would make the playoffs. You were like, nah, they'll no, definitely make the, yeah, playoffs. Make the playoffs. But you said they're not going to get out of the first round. That's what you said. Which is crazy because I said they wouldn't. Even I make still it. might. I mean, I still might stick to that depending on how the season plays. Yeah, it depends out. on how it falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But listen, though. Toronto, they're they have a grit, bro. They playing yeah. with it like, I, like it's a, because, you know why? It's because everyone said what you said. The world said that. Oh, Kawhi's gone. Y'all, <laughs> stuck. Yo, <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We fit the ball, and they've been balling. They play like an old Memphis Grizzlies team. Yeah, that's what they but, remind with me way of. more shooting. And playing and listen, they just lost their first game to the Miami Heat in Toronto, bro. So like, when you go to Toronto, it's a guaranteed loss. It's a loss, bro. With no star, with Pascal Siakam leading the team. And Pascal Siakam leading. has been balling. He has, though. And then number four is the number one team in the NBA, bro. There's no way you can be the number one team in the NBA when you're the number four team in your conference. Okay, we just started, okay? What? Can you finish up the season? The Philadelphia 76ers with 15 wins and six losses and undefeated at home, I may add. Y'all have identity problems. You're bugging. Then number five, who's actually surprising everyone, is the Miami Heat. They're playing really good. Man, it's actually not surprising to me. Let me tell you why. It is to me. Because Eric Spolster is a great coach, and everybody forgets that. Eh, I don't know about great. No, bro. He's he. You know why he's proven he's great? Because even when Dwayne yeah. Wade left, even LeBron, yeah. they've always they've been always stagnant. Been, yeah, yeah. Like they've been okay. They had young teams, but they've been winning. No, they've that's been true. okay. That is true. He's a great coach, bro. And you also let me tell you why I know he's a great coach because his GM is Pat Riley, and Pat Riley's left him there, bro. Pat Riley hasn't said anything bad and about Pat Riley is a coaching goat. Bro, Pat Riley is Pat Riley, bro. Yeah, he's Pat a legend. Riley, listen, bro. If he hasn't said anything about Eric Spolster, bro, like, nobody needs to say anything about Eric Spolster, yeah. bro. Like, what the hell? Yeah. There's been, and that's one thing about Miami, bro. You hear no inklings about any craziness, any drama, any, yeah. anything when it comes to, like, their front office. Not their front office is bad. Their ownership is bad. Nothing. Yeah. Well, they're number five. And number six is the Indiana Pacers. Wait, when's the last time you seen Pat Riley? I was just thinking about the last that. Last time I like, seen him? Geez. He would go to some of the games. He, he He's at some of the games. And they put the camera on him sometimes. They put the camera on him and stuff sometimes, yeah. When the last time you heard him talk? Last time I heard him talk? No. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's crazy, though. When the last time I heard him talk? As a GM for for an NBA team? he's a, Isn't he like head of basketball operations over there, too, or something? Yeah, I, think I don't he's think he's all those hats. He's yeah, all I think hats. he's like some big. And then number seven is the Brooklyn Nets with 11 wins and 10 losses. And then number eight is the Orlando Magic. So that's the cutoff right there. Um, Who's in the hunt? In the hunt, we got Charlotte um, at 9 and 14. And then right next to them is Chicago. 
but those teams are trash. Yo, Atlanta is all the way at the bottom. Yeah, they I thought they started off well. They started off well, didn't they? they fell Trey off. Young is unstoppable, but his team is very stoppable. You hear what Trey Young said? Yeah, he's tired of it. He's like, no, he said he's sick of being compared to Luka. Yeah, he's, he's like, tired of oh, it. Oh my god, can y'all stop, please? Because <laughs> they're both balling in their own sense, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like at the end of the day, either way, it would have worked out. If he would have went to Dallas, they he would have balled out there too. Like, yeah, well, it's like it's because he's in your draft class. That's why. You guys were back to back guards. It's picked. the trade. One was traded it's for the just other. It's the trade. Yeah, that's like, all it was. like you guys were. That's why. Like that's just how it is. It's the trade. If Luke like LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh come out, all of them was compared to each other for the first few years, and then it was like, all right, well, LeBron's best. Yeah, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's is the greatest we ever seen. But no, like I'm, I'm saying, like with when it comes to trade, Trey and Luca, it's like, bro, if Luca would have went to the Atlanta Hawks. They still would have been trash, just like they are right now, bro. And Trey and Luca would have been hooping, just like he is right now. I just don't like know. if Trey would have been trash, just like though. if Trey went to Dallas and would have had Chris Porzingis and running a true point guard over there with that loaded ass young team and that young bench that they have, they would have still been doing the things they're doing in the East if he was but playing Dallas, the way he's playing. But Dallas is a better team than Atlanta, all the way through. With Luca off and Trey Young off, Dallas destroys Atlanta. Facts. That's why, I'm, that's why they're just doing better. Trey's just sick of being compared. He's like, yo, we're both balling. Period. Like, why right. would you leave it at that? Why y'all keep comparing it? They are two different players. He's a point guard, bro. He's a but point honestly, guard average 27. But honestly, bro, I love Luka. Luka's playing unbelievable. But I still may pick Trey over him. May. Thanks for tuning in with us. Lock in. It's we'll, been fun. It's been fun as always. We've got some audio coming your well, no, some uh, visuals coming your yeah, way. A, a few visual clips. You know what I'm saying? So going on IGs. Yes. yes. Go peep it. Follow. Follow. Share. Yeah. Share. Yeah. Follow. Yeah. Share. Yeah. Follow. Yeah. Share. Yeah. All right. Peace.